Hello, welcome to the Guernsey Press Politics Podcast. We've made it through to day three of this month's States Meeting. My name is Helen Bowditch. With me is my colleague Simon Delarue. And Simon, it was Aurini was top of the agenda this morning, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It was a debate that they'd uh, begun yesterday, so they continued with that. And uh, this was the plan to recapitalise uh, the airline. So um, the uh, early... Uh, one of the early speakers was Deputy Peter Roffey, who's the president of the state's trading supervisory board, who are the shareholders of Aurini, um, as opposed to the owners who are policy and resources. And he started by trying to simplify, uh, simplify and clarify uh, what was going on here because uh, he wanted to make it quite clear that there was no new money being spent on Aurini here. It was money that had already been allocated by the states of Guernsey to Aldini, uh, to Aurini over the years. And uh, this was just a way of shifting the debt owed by the airline to policy and resources as the creditor to uh, becoming a value of the equity owned by states uh, by STSB in the airline um, so that they clear the debt so they're not paying interest to the states all the time on their debt making them look less profitable than they are um, there's obviously recently been the public service obligation brought in so that the money that's lost by servicing the Alderney route isn't uh, chalked off against their accounts all the time because you know, both islands want that route to be serviced, so Aurini are therefore not now obliged to try and turn a profit on that. So there was that as well. And when all that is taken into consideration, Deputy Roffey said, really the actual losses uh, faced by the airline in normal times, not COVID times, would be about 10 million over that period. Um, but obviously COVID's had a massive £36 million impact, he said, in that time. So that accounts for all, all of those sums. Um, but still a £10 million loss. So he went on to explain why he was optimistic that, as it's claimed, the airline is going to be able to start turning a profit within the next two years. Which would be outstanding, really, it, wouldn't it? It would it? be. So, and it yeah. sound, sounds optimistic, doesn't mm. it? But um, the, one of the, the main factors of that is, um, well, there were two things that lots of speakers this morning highlighted. Uh, firstly, uh, the simplification of the fleet of Aurini. They've got lots of different types of aircraft now, up to six different types if you count the different types of ATRs. And um, that's gonna be drastically simplified, especially if Alderney can get the runway uh, to be able to accommodate them. Um, and then the other thing, though, and this was a constant theme all, all morning, um, was that they've just got a lot more faith in the new board, the CEO, and the chairman um, than they had in the previous one. That was, it might sound a little bit unfair on the previous lot as they weren't there to defend themselves, but it was a common theme amongst uh, all but one deputy. There was just one that uh, stood up and said, um, actually, the last lot were frustrated themselves and it wasn't all their fault. And that was Deputy Sue Aldwell. But uh, that's where we are now. So uh, optimism abounds. Uh, the, debt, the debt is, uh, the, the slate is wiped clean, if you like. Well, I'm glad that you have explained what recapitalisation is because I, I, I wasn't sure if I was the only, if I, I was just a bit thick and didn't. Uh, that's not a word that I use in my daily living. I, I, the, first, the first time that this business of uh, debt transference to equity was explained to me, I was just thinking equity, isn't that just kind of fairness? I mean, you know, having followed the education debate on that word. 
Um, so yeah, I, yeah, finance is not my strong point. I think I've got it right, but anyway, that's what well, was my understanding of what's happened there today. Yes, all right. And then I took up on the interwebs, the, the digital framework, <laughs> this uh, high-speed internet that is is coming to Guernsey now. That was unanimously uh, approved. And actually, I was I was really pleased because Deputy Sasha hasn't saved Miller. She she answered the question that um, I had in my head because I think I said to you earlier in the day. Well you know we've got the the cheapest one from jersey from jt and it, it works absolutely fine i can watch netflix whatever and um and she sort of she made the point that businesses are having to process so much data nowadays that they it it would be really attractive for guernsey to have this uh, to be able to offer really high speed internet and apparently right now we come 45th in British locations for our speed. Jersey do much, much better than us. They come they come fourth. So the hope is that by 2025 we'll be in the top 10 list of, of sort of British places with with fast internet because apparently this is what this is what the businesses they uh, they really they really need. Yeah and it's gonna go out to all houses around Guernsey and Herm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's not going to be yeah, it's not going to be copper wires anymore. It's going to be fibre, and apparently fibre. I'm, I'm, I'm not very good at science, but I think fibre somehow transmits light or something. So that's uh, that's my explanation of why it would be much much faster. Well, I think the the, the spending of what what was it twelve and a half twelve and a half million is, is justified yeah. just on being behind Jersey alone. I imagine, imagine for a lot of deputies and a lot of islanders. Yeah, let's, I think let's so. Catch up. Yeah, it's exactly. going to mean a lot of roadworks, though, isn't it? It is going to mean some roadworks, but Deputy Nalinda from Economic Development, he was at great, <clears throat> he went to great pains to say it wouldn't mean too much pain, because um, the contractor is going to be employing some these people called liaison officers, and they're going to come to our roads and be very nice and explain the whole thing. And uh, you know, if there's coordination, it will all be fine. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see that. But a lot of the um, there's overhead cables and a lot of the work that they've got to do in, in the ground. The, I don't know, the ducks are already there or something, so it's not going to be as bad as what people think it is. They've got their ducks lined up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably just time to mention just one more thing, which is that um, the the proceedings this afternoon were halted for um, just a brief moment while the bailiff invited uh, all the members to stand in remembrance and condolences to the family and friends of uh, Sir David Ames, who was uh, unfortunately um, attacked today and has died of his uh, injuries. And uh, so all the six members paused in, in their proceedings to, uh, to pay respects to him for that. And he invited uh, all the members to, um, to speak to the people responsible here for security if they felt uh, that they uh, were concerned about their own safety as well. Yeah, yeah, good idea. And the, the debate is still going on behind us, but uh, it's quite sort of run-of-the-mill stuff. I'm not stuff. sure if it is. I've just seen uh, David oh. Delisle walk past. Oh, it's, so just no, it's just finished. Just finished. Yeah, it's just yeah. finished. But you've got to go off and tread the boards. Indeed. So <laughs> have a great weekend, all. And See you on the other side. We should mention as well that there's lots of coverage in Saturday's paper. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very corporate of you. Helen, well done. <laughs>